<laughs> Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic, on the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is episode number 391, the 391st convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, where we do two things. We put the fun in functional sports radio, and we help you win your leagues and win that cash we got a good show for you as usual here's what we're going to get into we've had the first week of preseason okay so there are some updates to be had there are some updates on contract situations there are updates on injuries there are updates on some people that i think are going to pop this year i got some diamonds after week one of the preseason okay so we're going to get into that we also have some league and draft business to take care of if you real deal stats over beats you know a couple of drafts that were going on we did a draft uh for the pit of misery the staff draft we did that on friday i hope y'all saw some of the footage we put it out there as well i'll put that up and i'll have some takeaways from that draft there's some definite points to note from that draft and then it's Stats Over Beats, and you are in the Stats Over Beats Cypher League. You've been asking me, hey, what draft pick do I have? We're going to settle it live on air, okay? Because I don't want anybody complaining. I don't want anybody calling foul. What we are going to do is live on air. You're going to see me hit the randomized draft order button, and we are going to make that happen. So we're going to get into that, of course. I told you we've been going position by position for previews. We talked a little bit about the quarterback position, weight on quarterback, weight on quarterback, all that good stuff. I'll have an example of it, by the way, in that staff league. I didn't draft a quarterback until the 14th round, people. 
and I'll show you what I wound up with. Um, we're going to look to the running back position today. All right, so we'll talk about those couple of the top tiers of running backs, who I like as diamonds and fugazis in those. And then, of course, we will put the fun and functional sports content. We will open up the phone lines. You know the number. My man Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery will put it in for the third segment. And I got to tell you something. Listen, I need all those millennials out there, okay, that's that help with these apps and stuff. I need, uh, we're going to talk about some of those. And uh, to be quite honest, I got some conspiracy theories for you guys. All right. So, but I digress. Listen, we got a poll question for you up as well as usual. The poll question is, because a lot of people are doing drafts and I've heard this term before. People being like, nah, he's on my do not draft list. I'm not going to draft him. So my question is, do you have a do not draft list? Players that you cross off your list saying, I ain't going to draft this guy. And if you do, Tell me why. Why would that be? Or is it like, for example, we all know the term here on this network, right? Lamar Miller sucks, right? I want no part of Lamar Miller on my teams. I don't like him. He's just a guy. Lamar Miller sucks. But if he's staring at me in the damn, like, 14th round, I got to take him, right? At some point, there is value for everybody, pretty much, right? So do you say objectively or in an absolute fashion, I ain't drafting these people, or... Is there a time and a place for everybody? Okay, that's what I want to know. And I had a third option also. Um, So the question is, do you have a do not draft list, right? And so the options are yes, no, and only for criminals or uh, domestic violence abusers. Because I do understand and I know some people who are like, nah, if they're a bad guy, if they're in domestic violence, if they hit their kids, if they are going to jail or all that stuff, I ain't drafting them. I personally don't bring the ethics and the character into it because I'm cheering for like, you know, numbers on the spreadsheet. But I know some people who play it that way. So if you're someone like that, let me know in the poll at Spittin' Speeds, at FNTSY Radio, at FNTSY Sportsnet. And I got to tell you, because we're going to get into some contract situations, right? So, of course, we're going to talk Zeke and Gordon and the update on theirs. But I know a lot of people are checking their phones, seeing updates. And today we learned that... uh you know, we know about the Cowboys running back situation. But the Cowboys starting quarterback also received an offer. Is also looking to get his contract extended. And Dak Prescott, apparently there are reports out there that Prescott got an offer that is around $30 million a year. I'll say that again. $30 million a year. And uh, he turned it down. And he apparently, in response, it's come out that what he is looking for is uh, $40 million a year. Yep, you heard me correctly. $40 million a year. Now, what that would do is make Dak Prescott the highest paid quarterback in the league. I think Russell Wilson has something like $35 million average value. And we should get into this, right? Because, like, oh, we talk about the positional value of running back and how it's nothing. So the value of quarterback is there, right? But we talk about Zeke Elliott as a generational back that, like, is a true value add. Is Dak that quarterback? Or is Dak just the guy you got in place now and you don't want to hit the reset button? Or is Dak someone who legitimately makes everyone around him better? Because let me tell you something. The best eight quarterbacks in the NFL, they make everyone around them better. I believe then that there's probably, like, 10 15 quarterbacks in the middle who like are serviceable but need a scheme need players around them and then there's the scrubs so if Dak's in the middle is that 30 million dollars a year 
We'll discuss it. Hit me up in the chat room. Hit me up on the phone. Hit me up on Twitter. All sorts of ways. It's episode 391 of the Fantasy Freestyle with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. We'll uh, dissect what we saw last week. Come on back. And as always, Dilly, you heard? Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. There's the beat right there. As the beat drops here, episode 391 of Fantasy Freestyle. Welcome back to the 391st ep- uh, convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Everybody, like usual, coming on in right here. And by the way, yes, Perry Ng. Uh, thanks for noticing, I guess. You know, I didn't know. Uh, you know, I come in as a radio host, but I'm on YouTube. And so people see me, uh, which is pretty interesting. And, and, and here's the thing, you know, the question um, around Dak. And here's and we talk about this like and people are in the chat room saying what's the deal with Dak like is he worth that or not? <sighs> There's three factors I think. One and I'm going to take them kind of in order. One is the position you play, and you have to just realize that some the market for some positions are just more important than others. Okay, the quarterback, the pass rusher, the cornerback, the left tackle. Those are positions that the industry, the marketplace, just values more than running back. We, we've seen this happen. Everything from, from running backs not getting drafted in the first round anymore to these contract expen- extensions. The industry, the league, just puts a lower value on running back in general, okay, because they think it's more replaceable. All right, but that's only one factor because we see the Zeke and the girly and all that stuff. So the position is one. Then I think what's important to note is within your position, where are you, right? Because like a mid-level, uh, a mid-level quarterback may get paid more than an elite wide receiver and Dallas is, or an elite running back. And Dallas is a perfect case study of that, right? So it's not only the value. It's, you know, it's like the highest end Honda is still cheaper than a mid-level BMW. Okay, but the NFL is saying that the BMWs are the quarterbacks, the pass rushers, the cornerbacks, and the Hondas or the Kias are the running backs. So that's set one. Then it's about how good are you in your position, right? So like you may be the the highest end Kia, but you're still a Kia, right? And you may be just like a 300 series Benz, but you're still a Benz, right? So the position you play is one. Where you are in that position is two. And then honestly, and the third thing, honestly, is it's timing. It's just timing because everybody wants to keep pushing it, you know, and and get more and reset the market. So part of it is lucky that Dak's coming up right now when this is happening, right? So I said it before the break, though, as it relates to Dak. So the first thing, position, yep, quarterbacks, you got to pay them. Yep. But the second part for me is the interesting one. I don't, similar to a lot of people here, you know, in the chat room, I'm looking. You know, I saw someone say, I've seen Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady. What they do is 
elevate the play of others, win games on their own. And I believe that Dak is not in that category. I believe Dak is a competent, serviceable, average quarterback in the NFL. And that has value. It does. That value is just not $30, $40 million. You know what I mean? It's like if you had, I don't know, go find anybody else. Could they be a reasonable facsimile of the same production? You know what I mean? Could they find a Sam Bradford off the street and do the same? Versus could they, you know, could Alfred Morris and Pollard or Weber do the same as Zeke? That's what you have to, you know, kind of measure it up against. And that's why, for example, the Steelers were fine letting Lev Bell go. A, because it was the running back. And B, because they knew they had Connor. Same, in my opinion, with Austin Eckler there waiting in the wings in, 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 with the Chargers. Right. But those are the factors, the position you play in the marketplace for that position, then where you are up against it. And some people struggle with the fact that because that honestly does mean that your lower end starting quarterbacks still are getting 18, 20, 23 million, which sounds crazy when you got Todd Gurley at 14, when you got, you know, the best wide receivers at 18, 19. But that's the value put on the position. Okay, then. Where you are in that position is the other part. And a lot of people see Dak as this kind of average quarterback. So the idea of him wanting 40 is a little bit crazy. I understand. And I like what Steven from Florida is saying. With your last pick, pick up a guy like Mike Weber. That's the kid from Ohio State. Um, they got the kid Pollard right now. You know, so we'll see. Um, I am getting shares of Austin Eckler pretty much everywhere I am going for the same kind of... Um, for the same kind of uh, thing. And people are saying they don't think Austin Eckler can handle the load, but they were willing to draft Damian Williams as their RB1. You know, so you got to be kind of consistent. But I digress. Let's get into it. Some news and notes and updates since the last time the Cypher convened. And since then, I did a draft and all uh, that you guys saw as well. But listen, Antonio Brown is, is, is wiling out right now. Okay, I don't know if you saw. He filed this grievance, the helmet, all this stuff. Well, the decision came down. And guess what? He lost his grievance, okay? So he's going to have to play, and he's saying that he's not going to go retire like the tough talk that we heard a little bit earlier on. And honestly, and I said that this morning, here's the way I think about it. You know, like, your favorite musician? You know your favorite, like, comedian? Like, Dave Chappelle. I love Dave Chappelle. He went through a phase where I was worried about him. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, man, what's going on, bro? You all right? Eminem is a rapper. He went through a phase where I was like, oh, you okay, bro? Everything all right? You know, famous musicians, rock artists and stuff, you go, they go through a phase when you're like, oh, boy. Like, I, someone needs to give him a hug or something. I think that's what Antonio Brown is going through right now. He's going through his eccentric phase. I mean, it's dancing with the stars. It's the helmet. It's the way he did scorched earth. It's just, it feel, it's like the hairdos. It feels like there's something going on with him right now and you know hey we shall see but i just think he's in uh what i'll call his eccentric phase and guess what we will see most of it on hard knocks but i do want to make the point it is the team that controls what footage is aired on hard knocks so guess what anything that comes out about this drama is going to be from the raiders framing and the raiders narrative just so you know what i also think is funny about this antonio brown thing is like big ben mike tomlin They've got to be hysterical at this point. They've got to be like, yep, that's your boy now. That's your problem now. But um, I also thought back and remember how everybody was so surprised that the price for Antonio Brown was just like a third round pick or third and a fifth round pick, whatever it was. 
maybe everyone knew. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he didn't get a first round pick as the you know compensation back to Pittsburgh because people were like I ain't taking him on. He crazy. Maybe that's why the second round pick wasn't it. Maybe it took a third and a fifth round pick because you know twenty seven teams in the league were like nah he's on my do not trade list. You know that sort of thing. But Oakland was like come on in. You know so I think that is interesting. Let's talk about these holdouts and I want to talk about it from a different standpoint. We talked about Dak already with Zeke and Melvin Gordon. Here's the question I ask you: Does anything we saw over the weekend? Give the player leverage. For example, Emmett Smith held out with the Cowboys one year. The, the, the Cowboys started out 0-2, and they were like, oh, damn, you know what? We need Emmett, right? On the flip side, I go back to the Steelers, right? They never were faced with that with Lev Bell last year. Why? Because they had James Conner. So I ask you, when you saw the Chargers play this weekend, and you saw, you know, the Ecklers and the Jacksons, who got leverage based on their performances? Because it's just an opportunity to show that next man up could work. Do you think Melvin Gordon strengthened his position with the performance of Eckler? I don't. And what about Zeke? A lot of people are like, yo, take Pollard, take Weber, take Alf Morris. The more and more opportunity Zeke and the Cowboys give other running backs to just go in there and play, you may lose some leverage, Zeke, if they perform well. You know, if they perform real bad, it's like, uh-oh, we need Emmett back. But if they perform well, it's like, eh, we don't really need Zeke at that number. So that's another thing to risk as you let the quote-unquote next man up get their opportunities. All right, there's been some injuries, though. We got to talk about that as well. Some fantasy relevant, some less so. Jermaine Curse, who's less so, broke his leg and a lot of ankle injuries. Kiki QT though, was carted off. They're saying it's not as serious, okay? If you saw it at first, you'd be like, oh, he's on my do not draft list. But they're saying he's okay. Theo Riddick fractured his shoulder. I think this is important because when Riddick was in there, I was saying that that might compromise some of the Lindsay workload, not the Royce Freeman workload. So if, you know, if Theo Riddick is gone and he's fractured his shoulder, they're saying six to eight weeks. So that might be a while. Um, you know, that, that reconstitutes the timeshare the way it was last year. Although I do think they're going to do a little bit more of Royce Freeman uh, this year. Lane Johnson and Dallas Goddard went down. Anthony Miller for the Bears went down. You need to know about that. And Jarek McKinnon had a setback for San Francisco. It looks like he's going to open up the season on IR. Now, if you have if your team has an IR spot, that's a great stash. But we shall see. I'll give you some other buzz. We'll go over the drafts and we'll randomize the draft order for the Stats Over Beats League when we come back. Uh, you know, it's the fantasy freestyle. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle with the Spitting Statistician here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I also got to let you guys know, if you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000, you can go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code 
grid and you'll get two risk-free bets up to a thousand dollars in addition to traditional betting points bet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet for example if you bet the texans minus three and they cover the spread by seven points you'll receive seven times your stake that's pointsbet.com slash grid enter the promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to a thousand dollars today checking in on the chat room right there big shout out to my man justin udell thank you for the kind words says that i'm one of the best Shows on YouTube. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? The stats over beat Cypher. He also asked, would I draft Keenan Allen over AB then? And this is an interesting point. With all these guys that I'm kind of fading, that I have troubles with or questions on, or I'm afraid, it's not about would I never draft them. It's about them relative to the other options out there. And that's what I say when I've been talking about like Todd Gurley, I won't have shares of as an RB1. Damian Williams, Nick Chubb. These are two other guys I won't have shares of as my RB1. Are they good players? Yes, right? But for me, I have some level of concern or risk. With Chubb, it's about Kareem Hunt coming back. With Gurley, it's about the knee. With Damian Williams, it's about the durability. With Antonio Brown, it's about, you know, He's got cold feet, like Mendo Bruce says, right? Sure. So when you put all that in a pot, this is not a decision you make in in a vacuum, right? There's always another player you're considering if you're looking at the ranks or the tiers or whatever. And I personally, at this stage of the draft, in rounds one and two, I am looking for safer bets. I want a safer floor. So yes, to answer your question, Justin Udell, I would take some of these guys over AB. It depends on that level, right? Yes, I would draft Mike Evans ahead of him. Yes, I would draft T.Y. Hilton. Yes, I would draft Keenan Allen. Why? Because I ain't got to deal with the nonsense. Because they're coming to the same systems, the same quarterbacks that they know. I'm trying to remove risk and variables at that level of the draft. Similarly with Chubb with Gurley, Damian Williams, give me Dalvin Cook instead, right? So it's about relative to the other options, and I think that point is definitely important, okay? I think that is definitely an important play. Uh, It's not just about would you take this person in a vacuum. But in any event, listen, other buzz, I got to tell you something. Here's another thing I will reiterate again. Ryan Finley, the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, he was like their third or fourth draft pick. Jilly Dilly, check the notes. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He went 13 of 18 for 109 yards and a touchdown. Now, Andy Dalton looked just fine in his first drive doing what, what they do. I believe that the Cincinnati Bengals will be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. I believe that after Thanksgiving, they are going to give starts to this kid, Ryan Finley, to see what they've got. Same thing the Giants need to do with Daniel Jones. Same thing in a lot of other situations. But people aren't thinking about Cincinnati. And I think that has a big impact to the rest of the offense. All right? To the Tyler Boyds of the world. Who are now going to be breaking in a rookie quarterback. And I've said that for any team where that may happen, think about what that means. Think about what it means for Evan Ingram when eventually they go from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones. Okay? You need to build up chemistry, familiarity. Okay, and that's like that happens on the practice field where you know where the guy likes it, where you know how he breaks out of his routes. Danny, we don't have the clip, right? But I was going to show a clip and it was James Washington of the Pittsburgh Steelers scoring a touchdown in preseason from his quarterback was Mason Rudolph. And guess what? Because they had that chemistry. It was a back shoulder throw for the touchdown. And that's because they know each other well. So that's a very big piece of it. Watch what that does for Cincinnati if they do make the move to Ryan Finley. I believe they will come November, December. Listen, Jets wideouts. 
A lot of buzz on these Jets wideouts, okay? Robbie Anderson, they're saying they're, being, they're using him more than just deep over the top, okay? They're saying he's going to be a true wide receiver, one, have some underneath routes. They are building his route tree. I like Robbie Anderson as a wide receiver three this year. He's in that mesh, but people like the other sexier names, you know, the DJ Moores, the Calvin Ridleys, even like an Allen Robinson people like more. I like me some Robbie Anderson, and they're getting positive buzz out of him. Same thing with Jamison Crowder um, for the Jets. They're talking about how he might be able to catch, they're they're saying like 90, 100 balls, okay? We'll see about that. And here's the other big thing that I saw in week one. I'm telling you guys right now, this challenging pass interference is going to be a problem. This challenging of pass interference is going to be a problem. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, in the NFL, we already don't know what a catch is. We don't know what a tackle is, remember, with all the unnecessary roughness penalties of last year. Now we are adding yet another thing where, like, oh, did he, were they hand fighting? Is that okay? Was that incidental contact? Did he have his hand on, but did he impede the progress? We are now introducing a lot more nuance into it, and when we have nuance, we can't trust people to adjudicate it correctly, to challenge it correctly, to respond to it correctly. I don't like it, all right? And literally, I've heard already Bill Belichick and Andy Reid Two coaches that are usually ahead of the curve. You know what they're already doing? Teaching the flopping technique. All right? That's all you need to know. Coaches are going to coach this right now, and I think it is a problem. But I digress. Let's have some fun now, okay? Because time goes by so quickly. What we'll do is we'll dig into the, um, we'll dig into the staff league that we did on the other side of the break, all right? Uh, or if we get to it. What I want to do right now, Danny, is I want to go ahead and I want to, you know, Settle it for the uh, Stats Over Beats League. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to put my computer up, and you're going to take it. I'm doing this live, so if you're in the league, we're going we're gonna to establish a draft order right now. All right, right now. Here's where we are. Here's where we are. Let's go to that bad boy. Did I hit my mark, Danny? All right. All right, so I'm going to the commissioner tools right now, and one of the tools is the draft. Bang. Let's see. And the other thing, what I can do is I can edit the draft order. I'm not going to do that, though. I'm going to randomize it. Bang. They say, can I do it, you know, on the day of or right now? Let's do it right now. I'm going to hit this one button, people. And when I hit this button, whatever it is, that's what it is. I don't care where I wind up, where you wind up, strong style, where, you know, Mendo, where it is. I'm going to hit it one time. This is official. Y'all will see on the league that it's like whatever time I did it. I ain't messing with it. All right, here we go. Bang. Done. All right. So let's see what we got here. Um... Your requested changes haven't been made. View changes. Let's see what we got. Okay. I've got the uh, draft order. Danny, you draft last. Really? Yeah, you draft last. Come on. <laughs> You're 14th. I'm in the five spot. And y'all know I didn't do this on purpose because I've been saying on this air that five is like the worst position I would want. And, of course, I wind up with it. Uh, our guy from Australia, the Thunder Down Under, has the first pick. Then, Young Kaz. Young Kaz has two. Strong style, you're four. Um, I see Mendo in the eighth spot. Uh, Jilly Dilly in the 13th spot. So it has been done. There are the draft results. Now, though, Danny, can we put up the draft results of the staff draft? Thank you. All right, and so first things first. Y'all have to realize that me and Ventra, Speeds in the one spot and the Closer in the three spot, we made a trade before. I had the one spot. I traded out of it. You may ask why. It's because I already have Saquon Barkley. I already have the one pick in a couple of other industry leagues, and I have Saquon everywhere. So I needed to diversify, and I think this is an important point. Okay? 
if you are in a lot of leagues, and I know a lot of you are, if you're in, let's call it 10, right? A nice round number. And if I were to draft Saquon Barkley and have so many shares of Saquon, and then he tears his Achilles, well, I'm out of luck for all those teams. I want to diversify the portfolio. So I did that in a few spots. In the first round, that's why I traded out. I was like, cool, I'll take Kamara instead of Saquon. No problem. And we did this going into it. So I knew I was vacating Saquon, and I knew I would get either McCaffrey or Kamara, which I was comfortable with. All right? I did it again in the second round. As you guys know, right there in that spot, I would usually draft. What would I usually draft, Danny? We got the drop. Who would I usually draft in that spot? It's when you're lost and alone. Know, give me a second, give and me a you're second. sinking like a stone. Is who you would draft in carry that spot. Carry on. Carry on, carry on. That's right. But here's the thing. I have, sh- I have too much to carry on. So now if he tears his ACL, I'm screwed. So I diversified. And I took the opportunity to do that in a couple of these um, drafts. Put it up again, Danny. Look at the 12 spot. Davis Maddock. You know him from Roto Experts and all that. Check out his team. He basically went with the zero RB theory, okay? His first running back he took was Melvin Gordon. We don't know if he's going to see the field. But then he took all these wideouts. Odell, Juju, Diggs, Robbie Anderson as a four. MVS as a five. Samuel as a six. But then look at his, look at his running backs. Kalen Balazs, Justice Hill, Damian Harris, uh, Damian Harris, Tony Pollard. These are all handcuffs. He needs one of them to pop. Right, because he completely bastardized the running back position early on, and Melvin Gordon may not see the field for him. Right, so we do think that is very interesting. I think that was interesting in this draft. Look at where the red is. Okay, see uh, the best friends forever drafted Damon Holmes, I believe, in the fourth round. Then Watson goes from Yang in the sixth round, and then you see I get and look at my team. Okay, I don't draft a quarterback until the fourteenth round, people. And I still wind up with Jameis Winston and Ben Roethlisberger. That is me following the um, following the safe and upside pick. Okay, following the safe and upside pick of it all. And I still wind up with that in rounds fourteen and fifteen. Okay, so when other people in round you know in round uh, eight or whatever are drafted, I'm still getting wideouts. I'm still getting running backs, and you can see how that played out. It was a lot of fun. Someone on the uh, uh, someone on the uh, chat room was saying, uh, "What about when your first when your quarterbacks are uh, both in the uh, same bye week?" And that did happen to me. But by week seven, I'll know which one of these two guys is going to be my QB one. There's still, as everyone's saying, there's a lot of you know waivers and you know churn. And so, but this is the draft. Absolutely. We just set up the draft for the stats over beats. When we come back, we dig into running back tiers. Diamonds and Fugazis in the top few tiers. Come on back. Fantasy Freestyle. And we'll take your calls as well, if there are some. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back. 
Welcome back. Yeah, Pedro. That's what I'm talking about. I like that, Pa. And thanks to Mendo Bruce for putting it in the chat room. I know some people are asking about the um, the rest of the draft order. If you are in the draft, if you are in the league, you can go on. It's available on the website. Um, and we'll be talking about it. And here's the other thing I let people know on the uh, last week's show. One of the things we'll do, and it's not only open for uh, Stats Over Beats League. We are going to do Game of Inches this year. We're going to take it to another level. You can always send me your Game of Inches, right? Uh, via Patreon, via Twitter, whatever. But we are going to try to line up an interview with the Game of Inches like person who suffered the Game of Inches loss on the Thursday show. So if you suffered a Game of Inches loss, let me know and we'll even uh, let, you, let you talk through it. Um, you know, and a lot of people are saying that, hey, uh, the five spot where I am. I don't really like it. I really don't. Um, I would rather be at the front top four or towards where Danny Otto is at the back at the turn. I think the middle is especially the way the talent is this year. It's a little bit interesting. I personally would not like that. We got Jeremy McMahon saying he's playing strong style in week one and all that stuff. All right, cool. So I'm glad we are into that. All right. Let's get into stuff for people who are not in this league, right, and want to be able to win their leagues and win their cash. I talked about my quarterback tiers last week. This week, today, and on Thursday, we'll do the running backs. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I operate in tiers, not with ranks, okay? And when I'm thinking about these and when I'm having, you know, Todd Gurley up against Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook or anybody like that, here are the things I'm considering. Obviously, the settings is this kind of a uh, a back that has PPR chops or not. I'm always leaning that way. Is this? I, I also think about the team. Baltimore runs a ton. Seattle runs a ton. Dallas wants to run a ton. However, your other teams, you know, you got some other teams that don't like the Tampa Bay Bucks, for example, right? So I think about their role in the offense. I also think about the offense itself and what it wants to do as an offense. Now. As I've been talking about, there's always there's not too many workhorse backs left. And now what we're starting to see, some teams have a two-person timeshare. Other teams have a three-person committee. And if you're in a team, if you're drafting a back that's in a three-person committee, I think that's worse than the timeshare, okay? It's just about how they divide the pie. So I definitely consider that as well. And I also got to consider if on this team, the, the quarterback is like Cam Newton or Josh Allen. Or Lamar Jackson or Patty Mahomes. Like, you know, that may sacrifice and vulture some of that as well. All right. Um, tier one. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I may be revealing who I'm hoping to get at pick five. <laughs> but in tier one, the guy that I kind of like is Le'Veon Bell. I like Le'Veon Bell because I think I think people are forgetting about how good he really is, okay? And I think they're forgetting that there is no backup, really, in New York. The Ty Montgomery's of the world. That ain't happening. And he's going to be a PPR kind of back. And they signed him just so that he can be a weapon for Darnold out of the backfield. And coming off last year, you already heard him in the news being like, yo, I want 500 touches. I like Lev Bell this year. I really think Lev Bell can wind up as a top four back. I'm going to tell you right now, guys, if he's still sitting there for me at pick five overall, I'm taking Lev Bell. All right. Assuming that Saquon, Kamara, CMC, and maybe Zeke, maybe the wideouts are gone. So that's the guy I like. I've been telling you, my Fugazi's there, girly. He Is he a bell cow? We don't know. And that will only continue to deteriorate over time. With my RB1, I want a bell cow. All right? I don't think Gurley will be that this year. So that's why, for me, he's Fugazi. I still love him, though, as an RB2. 
I'd love them at the end of the second round, but not at this level, not where the top seven or eight backs are going. The other guy I said is Nick Chubb. Listen, yeah, it's great that Duke Johnson's that there, but what happens in week 10? When Kareem Hunt comes back, when you're like, you know, when you're seven and four and need to win to get into your fantasy playoffs, and all of a sudden who you thought was a workout horse, who you thought was a bell cow, is now in a timeshare with Kareem Hunt, the NFL leading rusher from two years ago. I don't like that. So that's why for me it's Bell, or obviously the top four. I like James Conner in there as well. I, and I, I found myself winding up with a lot of Bell and a lot of Conner and eschewing guys like Chubb, Gurley, Damian Williams. All right. Now in the next tier, and, and I'm not talking about the, the Dalvin Cooks. Of the world. In that next tier, like the running back say, oh, I don't know, 12 to 20. Jim Day called it the quicksand in our draft. And I agree with him. Okay. Because all of these backs that are at that level, there's some questions on all of them, whether it be an injury risk or history like an Aaron Jones, a Devontae Freeman, a Leonard Fournette. Injury concerns, right? Concerns with the rest of the offense. Like, what about Marlon Mack if Andrew Luck is gone? Right? Carry on Johnson, who I, you know I love, right? Knee issues last year. Sony Michelle, knee issues. All these guys at that level, um, even Melvin Gordon, if he's at that level, right? Um, they all have some issues. So the guys I like there are the ones I've seen do it before. So my diamond in that tier for me is give me Devontae Freeman. I like what I've seen. The health is the question with Devontae Freeman. But you're going to tell me health not a question with Marlon Mack, on Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones either? Of course it is. So with those guys, give me the guy that if healthy, and that's an if for all of them, if healthy, I've seen be a top three running back. In fantasy football before. If healthy, give me the guy who will be on the more high-flying offense, the Atlanta Falcons, indoors 13 games this year. I'd rather that than Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, you know, is the Packers are a passing offense outdoors with a timeshare. You know, I, I, that's what I'm saying. So I lean Devontae Freeman in tier two. You know I love on Johnson in tier two. This, the fact he was going at RB19, that is a joke. He was going behind guys like Josh Jacobs. Derrick Henry is in this tier. You're telling me there's not a volume, a usage question about Derrick Henry as well? All of these backs have it, right? So give me the PPR Lean back that's on an upside with a passing offense. Give me Freeman. Give me Kerryon Johnson. Give me Leonard Fournette there. All right? Another guy I like, although he's a, probably a tier lower in most people's um, view, is Mark Ingram. I think Mark Ingram, this is a guy they signed. They spent money on him purposefully. The Ravens are going to be a running team. I talked about it before, right? Baltimore, Chris Carson in Seattle, right? I think that gives them a boost. Um, so I like me some Mark Ingram. My Fugazis at this level. I said it already, Damian Williams. Listen, Damian Williams had four weeks last year with the Chiefs where he had 352 yards and six touchdowns on 60 touches. Do you go with that? Or do you go with four years that he had in Miami where he averaged 3.6 yards a carry? Even Andy Reid is now starting to use the term committee, right? We're starting to hear Carlos Hyde, right? So I don't, I'm off... Damian Williams, I have been for a while. I'm off Philip Lindsay. Okay, I, same kind of thing. Theo Riddick will start to eat into that. Lindsay himself is banged up with the wrist. This running team now with Fangio, I think they want 
Royce Freeman to get more looks. They're hyping up Royce Freeman for it to be more of a true timeshare. Okay, so those are some fugazis at that level too. I am not taking them. And here's the thing. We say this all the time. It's not just... um, I could use the Lamar Miller example, but we've been talking, we've been crapping on Lamar Miller too much, right? But let's say Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is there. If I don't like Derrick Henry, I'll just take Devontae Freeman or Marlon Mack or the other option that's there. It's not, and I just won't wind up with shares of him on my team. That's the way I think you have to look at it. That's tier one and tier two. What we'll do, and that's kind of like my guys in the top 20, top 24, let's say, right? Your RB1s I talked about that I liked. I like Bell. I like Connor. I'm down on Gurley. I'm down on Chubb, Williams. My RB2s, give me Freeman, give me Carrion, give me Fournette, give me Mark Ingram. I'm down on guys like, you know, uh, Lamar Miller, Philip Lindsay. Derrick Henry as RB2s. On the Thursday show, we will apply this conversation to the flex plays and the kind of dart throws, okay? I'll tell you what I feel about guys like, oh, I don't know, Kenyon Drake, Tevin Coleman, Miles Sanders. Are they diamonds in tier three or are they crazies? And who are the flyers that I like that I'm going to be taking a chance on later on in my draft as we look at the running back position? We will do that on the Thursday edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, okay? Steven in Florida is saying, listen, he likes Freeman also. He says also Mike Davis in Chicago. I don't know about that one, though, Steven, because I think David Montgomery is going to be a real piece of this offense. And here's the other thing. Remember, my overarching questions. That is now a three-person committee in Chicago. You're going to have some Mike Davis. You're going to have some Montgomery. You're going to have some Tariq Cohen as well. So that's going to be... You know, a little bit of an issue. Mendo Bruce says he's going to beat me using only my Fugazis. We'll see about that, brother man, but I'm excited to do so. Is Tyreek a first-round pick, a late first-round pick? Listen, I think in the first round of a draft, let's say it's 12 teams, right? You're going to get about eight running backs that go. You're going to get about four wideouts that go. I think my top three wideouts are DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Michael Thomas. My personal fourth... Okay, is Odell Beckham. Now, might other people have Julio in there? Sure. Might other people have Juju in there as four or five? Sure. Might someone have Tyree Kill there? Sure. I think Tyree Kill, and this is going to J Skis 08, I think Tyree Kill belongs as wide receiver five, six, seven in there. In that group that has Juju and Julio and Odell, slightly above the group that's like Mike Evans, uh, in my opinion, TY, maybe Vikings, uh, Keenan Allen, now Antonio Brown. So yeah, I think Tyree Kill is worth um, consideration at that level, okay? Um, so absolutely. Um, where do I have Juju? I just said it in the wide receivers, and we'll look at those wide receivers uh, next week. This week will be running backs, next week will be wideouts, then we'll get in some tight end looks before the season starts. Juju, like I said, I just told you, those are my top four, going down to Odell at four. Then my five, six, and seven include Julio, Juju, and Tyreek Hill. That's five, six, and seven. Then eight through 11, for me, would include the Mike Evanses of the world, would include Antonio Brown, would include T.Y. Hilton, and would include Keenan Allen. Then for me, I actually prefer Diggs over Thielen, personally. Okay, but again, remember, that's why I talk tiers and not rankings, because if you differ on two or three, we're talking in the same tier where you're getting your wide receiver one. Okay, so I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody. Um, Danny, can I ask you something? You're 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 a cool millennial. 
What's up with this face? What's up with this face app, Danny? Which which face app? That face app where it makes you look like an older person. Where like you take a picture of yourself and it like makes it look like what you look like in thirty years. I I'm gonna be honest. I this you don't know what I'm talking about? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But this is one of the 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 popular trends that I didn't actually. Follow. All right. So, because my thing is, listen, remember how I talked about how Pokemon Go I thought was just a tool for terrorists to get people to congregate together and then blow them up? I think this face app deal is also, like, I think the Russians are just getting our facial recognition data. Like, I think they're like, oh, you know, I got conspiracy theories for, for days, bro. And like, oh, so we're going to all give them our facial data in the time where, like, my face ID is something, retina scans. I, I really feel like... These, these apps can be used for nefarious purposes. I want to hear what y'all think about it. I mean, whether it's the Pokemon Go, whether it's the drones that are out there. And by the way, Danny, I saw the drones at the beach again. I got to talk to you about that. Or whether it's the face app that they're just trying to get that, the contour. So I don't know what they're going to do with that information. And I've got some conspiracy theories. We'll talk about them on Thursday. But guys, up next here is in-game live. It's going to be me. I believe Gabe Morency will be going through all of the uh, of the in-game movements, what's going on in the world of baseball. Yep, Stephen from Florida knows. Stephen from Florida knows that facial recognition. They're going to use that data. We'll talk about it. We'll dig into the last two tiers of my running backs. And, of course, we'll take uh, your questions and comments from the chat room and what have you. Um, that's how we do it. Episode 391 in the books. We hope you win your leagues and win that cash. Dilly dilly to the stats over beat Cypher. And let's see who wins this league and wins that cash. I'll see y'all on Thursday. I'm out. Peace. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Among all the games over the weekend, the team that stuck out to me the most was uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who I think, once again, um, they good luck. Uh, this team is uh, already looks like they've you know they're ready for League Three or Four in the NFL. Mahomes looked amazing. Offensive line, they even. Listen, I know Damian Williams, a lot of guys uh, would have been saying, oh, it's going to be Damian Williams, but it, it might be running back by committee in Denver. This sixth-round pick, this kid Darwin Thompson, comes out of nowhere out of Utah State, and the dude is catching balls. He's going house. He's got speed. He can play in the passing game. He's only 185 pounds, but it's another weapon for Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and this offense of Kansas City. I was... Uh, I was impressed with what I saw from the Kansas City Chiefs, not because they reminded me of what I watched with the Belichick Patriots, where very businesslike. They went out there, knew what they were going to execute. They executed it. They got the hell off the field. And, you know, all of a sudden now you're you're hearing names of like, where where did this guy come? But again, quarterbacks make the receiver. Receivers don't make the quarterbacks. And Patrick Mahomes, guys. Uh, he's looking to pick up uh, just where he left off last year, and that's that's throwing dimes, man. The kid is going to be pretty special with Andy Reid this year, I think. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, we know about Patty Mahomes. He's the league MVP, for goodness sakes, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, 5,050. He helped me win some fantasy championships last year. I mean, obviously, they're going to look impressive when he has to play the whole first half, right, almost. Mm-hmm. And in other games, you know, you got your starters playing a series, so it looks that way. But you're right. And and as it relates to the Damian Williams things, listen, I said from the beginning, Joe, I told you that I'm not taking yep. Damian Williams at that level. Why? Because at the RB1 level, I need a workhorse. And mm-hmm. I've never seen Damian Williams be that. He had four good games in Kansas City, Joe. You know this in Miami. He was a backup to Kenyon Drake. You know mm-hmm. this, Joe. He's a smaller guy. Can he withstand the pounding of a 16-game schedule? I think not. I thought the right. committee was always the answer where it was going to be. That's why I was getting shares of Carlos Hyde. But you talk about the other kid now, Derwin Thompson. Absolutely. And then don't also forget... They drafted at the kid out of Georgia, Joe, Mikal Hardman as well. Mm-hmm. And this yep. kid coming into the league, his comps were Tyreek Hill. And people were thinking when Hill was going to get suspended that it was going to be Mikal Hardman that would kind of just plug in. But what he gives them is another speed guy. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. You see, Puig will begin serving his three-game suspension on Monday night. This is, of course, as a member of the Indians. He was suspended for his involvement in the Reds. Benches clearing brawl against the Pirates back on July 30th. The Dimebacks purchased the contract of infielder and outfielder Josh Rojas from AAA Reno. Rojas was one of the four players acquired from the Astros in the Zach Greinke trade on July 31st. The Colonels have activated catcher Yadier Molina from the 10-day injured list. And Juan Soto was not in the lineup for the Nats on Monday night. He's dealing with an ankle injury. That is set to be day-to-day. In the NFL, free agent wide receiver Rashard Matthews has announced his retirement from the NFL after seven seasons. He's recently let go by the New Orleans Saints. Broncos coach Vic Fangio expects... 